News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News. Minister for Further and Higher Education, Simon Harris. Um, Minister, I, I, I know there's a lot to get through on your own bailiwick this morning, but I would like to start with the front of the Irish Independent this morning. And we've been talking about it, of course, all morning ourselves on the programme. The headline says young workers are going to pay two and a half thousand euros per year to fund the pensions of older people when the self-same workers have probably no chance of retiring at 65 themselves. We're burdening one group with the expenses of another group in this society. And they are the group that are in your jurisdiction in college currently. Um, is this fair? Well, look, I think the first thing to say is obviously IFAC have a job to do in terms of putting out their projections, their views, their economic analysis, but the government hasn't made any decisions yet. Um, and I always think that is an important point to make. We've yet to receive the proposals at Cabinet in relation to these issues. So that's that's the first thing I think listeners need to know. The second point I'd make more broadly is I, I think this issue has to be looked at in the round. I mean, this this very much feeds into the whole issue that my own party leader in the Taunashta talks about in terms of the tax system and the fairness on the tax system. So I think when you're going to look at costs for any individual in Ireland, whatever their age, including younger people, I think we have to look at the totality of costs and supports that the state can either levy or provide. Uh, and that's very much how I think this issue needs to be approached. And um, we need to obviously make sure that work pays. We need to make sure that people come out uh, of college and university can access well-paid jobs. We need to make sure the tax system is fair and we need to make sure that the PRSI system is fair in relation to pensions and other supports uh, that workers young and old may wish to to access during their career uh, be that supports around parental leave uh, around sick leave uh, and the likes too so while IFAC have have an important job to do and it's useful for them to put their analysis out there that's all it is at this stage in the absence of the government looking at Okay but but just specifically before we move on and I know we have a lot to get to but specifically is it fair that young workers and and college students currently will be saddled with two and a half grand per year to pay for a pension to allow somebody else to retire at 65 when they won't have that opportunity very likely themselves. So the first thing to say is there isn't a proposal in relation to that at the moment. And the second thing to say is this this is... This is, I suppose, a very stark reminder for people that there isn't such thing as free money in this country and that any decision government makes about reform of any matter, be it pensions, be it tax, be it investment in public services, has to be paid for through the taxes of people, be it through the taxes of people on their income or be it through business taxes around PRSI. Uh, And that is the harsh reality that government has to deal with every day. Opposition have luxuries of not having to deal with that. We obviously have to make sure every single day that all issues are looked at in the round, whether that's public sector pay deals, whether it's issues around pensions, whether it's tax packages. I suppose what IFAC is very starkly reminding us this morning is that somebody always has to pay. What government has to do is make sure that when it does arrive at a decision that it is fair. Okay. And as I've said, that it looks at the issue in the round in terms of what what the country looks like uh, for young workers, young graduates now and into the future. All right. Let, let, let's look at what you're launching today. A plan that aims to drive equality of access to higher education. It sounds great. Tell us what it entails. So this is a national access plan. It's actually the fourth national access plan. And I'm I'm pretty excited about it because objectively, and this is not a political point, long before I was involved in politics, over the last 20 years or so, we've made a lot of progress in terms of making sure people from underrepresented communities can attend college, be they people with a disability, be they members of the travelling community, be they people from disadvantaged areas economically in Ireland. But we also can't mislead people. It hasn't been equal progress. Uh, for every for every 10 people in college from an affluent area, there's only five people in college from a disadvantaged area. What this plan we're trying to do today does is really build 
builds on our understanding of what does what does disadvantage look like in Ireland. So we're defining new groups, if you like, in terms of priority groups for focus, including students who were in foster care as children, um, including people who have been survivors of domestic violence, what we call second chance mature students from disadvantaged areas. And we're also broadening our understanding of disability. I feel very strongly about this. We've made a lot of progress on access for people with disabilities to college. But again, we don't measure all disabilities. So what about intellectual disabilities? What about autistic students? So what this new plan does today is really sets out areas and sets targets where we want to ensure there's increased participation between now and 2028. And crucially, it's backed up by by quite a lot of money. Uh, We were spending about €9 million a year uh, on a national access plan that will go up to €14 million a year or or basically €100 million during the lifetime of the plan. And and the focus, uh, Simon, it's very interesting you you mentioned, Minister, there, access for people, for example, with intellectual disability. Uh, Obviously, greater access of of, of getting a college place would would be welcome, I have no doubt. But then coping with the rigours of of academic life, will there be supports for people included in this who are attending college, maybe who have an intellectual disability and, and have maybe a different, I suppose, playing field to some other students? Yeah, no, you're entirely right. And that's actually reminds me of another difference in this plan compared to its predecessors. It's no longer enough just to measure access. It's no longer enough to just say, did they get in the door mm. of the college? We now have to track and support them through their journey. So, yes, um, we have three million, we have five million euro available now for okay. colleges to start designing around universal design, making the college campus uh, more inclusive. But also we have a fund for students with disabilities, nine million euro that can be drawn down to help a student who, for example, might need a personal assistant uh, okay. to help them navigate the college day. So it won't just be about access, it, it'll be ongoing support. Absolutely. Um, there's lots of other things. The Leaving Cert results are, are, are coming out um, very late in the day. This is going to create yes. a huge issue, particularly around accommodation, because students aren't going to know where they're going to college until probably next week, if not the week after, and there's uh, further rounds, obviously, of mm. CAO offers. Are we going to see chaos for students and maybe students missing out on places due to a lack of accommodation? So look, I've got to be blunt. We, we need to change the student accommodation policy and we need the state to do what it hasn't done before, which is invest in colleges building college-owned student accommodation. I got agreement for that to happen in July. I believe it is going to be a game changer, but I'm also one, one to be truthful. That's not going to help anybody this September. This September, I think what we need to do is make sure that we can maximise what is available to students. And the traditional digs or the rent-a-room scheme, as it's known, uh, does provide an option to lots and lots of young people to rent a room in somebody's house in the local community community where the college is. And, and these are real numbers. On Friday, when I got figures, there were about 737 rooms available on college websites to rent right across Ireland. Every college in Ireland is now maintaining a register of rooms to rent in their community. So to give you an example, there was 158 rooms in Galway, 113 in Limerick, 125 in Manute. And there are so tax incentives for, for, for families, maybe during the cost of living crisis, to, to do this if they would like to have a college student. That's right. There's three things we're doing this year to make it more attractive, if you like, for somebody to rent out the room. Firstly, you you can earn up to €14,000 renting out a room and not pay tax. Secondly, we've changed the social welfare system so you don't lose your social welfare. So you could be an older person in receipt of the living alone allowance or the fuel allowance. That won't be affected. And thirdly, I've now changed the student grant rules. So if your son or daughter is away at college and you want to rent out the room to somebody else's son or daughter, it won't impact your son or daughter's student grant. Okay. Um, Lastly, you have said before on the record that you would like to see a reduction in college fees. Will there be anything for this year's cohort of students in terms of that? Will the 500 euros, the registration fee go? Will, will, there, be, will there be anything, any sucker for, for, for families at all going to college this year? Well, the budget's on the 27th of September, earlier than before. I've been really, really clear that there are two parts to the budget. One, immediate measures that take place this calendar year, between now and the end of the year. And secondly, measures that take place in 2023. 
I want and I'm working to make sure there's something for students and parents in both parts of that budget. There'll be people driving their car, heading to work now, and they might hear me talking about student grants and increases we've made, and that's good and it's important. But they'll also be shouting at the radio saying, I don't qualify for one. That's no use to me or my family. And that's why I passionately believe that we have to put measures in place that help everybody with the cost of going to college. And you can imagine I'm intensively engaging on that basis at the moment. Minister for Further and Higher Education, Simon Harris, thank you for that indeed. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.